0: Let's begin. Welcome to the 3 on 5 podcast. My name is Matt Hoy. I am your host for this lovely couple hours that you're going to be spending with us. If you are a true good person, um, if you're a bad person, feel free to you know shut the podcast down whenever you want. Go uh, drink some orange juice or something. Jerry Sotak, my co-host. How are we today?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm a little surprised that you decided not to change the name of the podcast to the, back to the or to the Miles Turner podcast. I know that you were thinking about it,
2: but uh, already
0: the embargo's broken. How long how, we made it 41 seconds in. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Great job, Jerry. Um, Thank you. Bringing that, bringing that content.
1: I'll be here for these uh, b- about 2 hours this week, but but no more.
0: All right, Phil Coppedge, my other co-host with me. As always, Phil, how are you doing? Doing okay. Uh the Knicks
2: have s- finally slid out of the the playoff seating for now. They lost to the Clippers today, but they've uh they've been okay and I'm you know, I'm at peace with where they are and and where I am in life. And that's really all we can ask for. Deep words. G-well.
1: I like that. G- do you think that, how much are they going to pay Randall? Are they going to pay Randall?
2: Well, they don't need to next year because they have a team option.
1: Oh, that's super handy. Okay, never mind.
2: Yeah, but I assume they would, they will probably extend him if this play, this level of play continues from him.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would do that if I were them.
0: How old is Julius Randall? 28? I think he's 26. 26, Oh, Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty young. And um,
2: you know, I don't I don't want to get too cocky here with the revisionist history on the Porzingis trade, but if you look at if you look at how this is playing out right now. Currently the Knicks are slated to get their unprotected lottery pick in twenty twenty one, which is a better than what the Knicks have right now. The the the, the Mavericks are slated to pick 8th. Knicks are slated to pick 11th right now. We're a quarter of the way through the season. I'm sure things will change, but not the um, absolute uh, fleecing that the media made it out to be. And I with mean- that cap space, with that cap space that we cleared in this deal as well, we signed Julius Randle, who... Statistically speaking, is better than Chris Tapp Porzingis this year, and is more reliable, healthier, and uh, not a seven foot three giraffe that breaks his ankles every time he takes the court. So I like Kristaps. So I hope he gets better. But for all those people out there, all, all of you thousands of listeners who tune into our show every week, <laughs> who have slandered us for for me for being a Knicks fan, um, and just really hammered us for the Chris Dabs trade, which was unfair. Um, we're winning right now and we're going to gloat hard when we win this thing. And I'm just letting everyone know that right now.
0: Gracious in victory as always, Phil, um, <laughs> really you're, uh, I mean, I, I'd say this is very on brand for the uh, classy Knicks fans out there. So well done! Way to represent your city. Way to represent your people.
2: Um, yeah, I can't, I, you know, I have to, I have to, I have to represent the people, and this is this is the word of the people. That's right. York.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I thought that you were had like become a Boston fan all of a sudden with that kind
0: of, uh... <laughs> with that level of entitlement. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> oh man it's been great because uh listen the boston celtics are one of the best teams in the nba but they've lost two games in a row and uh the a few boston celtics fans who i've discussed it with are in a panic so uh, five alarm fire yo yeah it's uh, uh i i shoot it into my veins any anytime boston worries, fans are worries what worries them most uh, I, honestly, there's nothing specific. This is why I think Boston fans are annoying. They're like, God, our players are all so good and our coach is amazing, but we lost. It's unacceptable. <laughs> that sounds really rough. Sorry to hear that.
2: <laughs> yeah, they just had, you know, dozens of picks over the last couple of years and two really young stars under 25 years old. They They really deserve a break.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celtics fans need a break. I agree. So there's been some sad news in the NBA this week, and I think maybe we should talk about it first because uh, it's definitely the most important story. Uh, Seku Smith, longtime writer, and uh, the guy who you might know as the Kia MVP ladder writer on NBA.com, passed away from COVID. He was 48, I believe, when he died. And you can feel the reverberations throughout the NBA. A lot of head coaches, a lot of players, front office workers, even Adam Silver, you know, coming out and I won't say eulogizing him, but just, you know, giving memorial to Seku Smith. And I don't know, I was really Celebrity deaths don't usually hit me very hard but I I was pretty sad when I saw that it came out of what felt like left field and the fact that it is you know from this disease is just I'm sick of covid dude
2: Yeah yeah And also you know this this also happened the same week uh, wasn't it the anniversary anniversary of Kobe's passing yep so the it was a sad week in the NBA but um yeah Breen and Clyde gushed about uh Smith on the broadcast this week and yeah there's it's 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 awful
0: you know we talked we talked a lot last week about COVID and you know, what we're asking people to do and go through in order to entertain. And it just hits, it makes it hit home again. You know, this is, this is a game and the people who are participating. I just, I'm thinking of James Harden right now who really do not care at all about COVID protocols, kind of flaunt them left and right. It's just a little bit sickening. To think that somebody, somewhere, is dying, you know, today. We had 4,000 people die, uh, and Sekou Smith was one of them, and I'm really sorry to anybody who's experiencing this disease, or knows somebody who is, and gosh, I just, I hope that we can kind of contain the blast radius as we move forward towards vaccination wear your yeah. masks please it's so simple just wear your masks don't be stupid yeah you're going to get somebody else sick if you are stupid and that's just not it's not a good thing all right well let's uh let's get back to maybe uh lighter news Specifically, that uh, the LA Clippers are the best team in the West. Yeah, they uh, the Jazz finally lost. They did. Yeah, they were on that crazy streak after they announced that they'd give away a scholarship for every win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, they, but yeah, they lost the Nuggets. So it's not. I think that's an acceptable loss for them. But yeah, the Clippers. I, I got to watch them today against the Knicks. They Knicks played well, but they are just not—they're just not in their league. The Cl- the Clippers are—they're deep, they're insanely talented, and they—they um, they should definitely be in the conversation with the with the Lakers. It's it's easy to it's easy to forget that after their showing in the playoffs last year, but it's just hard to look at this roster and not be totally impressed with what they have to offer
1: well it, it it's like a massive uh, you knew there was going to be an overreaction to their playoff performance last year like that everybody was going to say that I mean everybody was thought that they were the best team last year before they you know pooped the bed but yeah. the moment that they did poop the bed now there's going to be a like a a mass movement the other way and like In in reality, they're still probably about where they were last year, which is like, you know, one of, if not the best team in the West.
0: Yeah, what we talked about on our first episode of the season was the question, has there ever been a team in the last however many years that had as much talent as the Clippers do, but that viewership has soured on to this degree? And I don't think any of us could think of one. It's... It's kind of insane how much of an overreaction there was.
1: It happens so fast
0: over the course of four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the, even their their you
2: know veteran signings, the surge and Batum have been. I thought Nick Batum was a corpse. Yep, but I, told, he's, I told you he's guys. Been, I told he's you. Been, he's been solid for them, and it's those those two guys i think are going to really help in the playoffs and uh i'm still i still think they overpaid Kennard a little bit but you know if his shooting pans out that contract isn't going to look too bad but it, it doesn't really matter they've got so
0: much firepower nick batem right now shooting 45% from 3 yeah he is a career probably, 36% three-point shooter.
1: Probably not super sustainable, but, yeah. you
2: know. He's also one of those guys that he I think he's not even – I think he's only 30 years old. He seems like he's f- closing in on 40, but he's – I think he's a way younger than
1: – I mean, it's his face, right? He's, he's got that face. Well, he
2: just, face. he's just injury-prone yeah. as well. He's yeah. just always been hurt, but –
0: Yep, he's uh, well, and, and I don't know how. Oh, he's, I think he's thirty-two. How how long ago was it that he signed with the Wolves? That feels like it was a decade ago.
1: I'm pretty sure it was about a
0: decade ago. Yeah, that's crazy. So he's, oh, just, God. he's just been I around. I forgot forever. he was even on the Wolves. Oh, he, he was he not... never—you know—they matched his—they matched his contract. It
1: was—it was, was a restricted free agent offer that uh, they matched. Gotcha. Okay, the Blazers matched. I thought I thought it was a good move for the, the Wolves, by the way.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were hyped when it happened. And yeah the like,
1: the only the only notable free agent signing like the Wolves have ever made,
0: right? Or will ever have made. But it
1: didn't actually happen.
0: Nope. Well, hey, we signed him. <laughs> that's uh, that's all you can yeah. do. We signed him. He just never played for us. No, it's it's uh, it's great for Clippers fans that the ancillary players are playing so well. Like, everyone is shooting lights out on that team. I mean everyone. Pat Bev is shooting above 40% from three. Marcus Morris is shooting 44% from three. Lou Kennard is 43. Batum is 45. Paul George is 47. Kawhi is 41. That's probably not going to continue, you know, as the season goes on, but... For now, it's amazing. And I mean, the,
1: a lot of those are not outlandish, though.
0: Uh, for those players, right. I would I would describe many of those as outlandish. I
1: mean, I, right? Some of them, like, yeah, some of them are outlandish, but like, it's not. I would. I'm actually not. I wouldn't be surprised if the shooting percentage on Kawhi's three pointers doesn't go up. Like he's shot better than that before, right? And he was shot like forty five percent one year.
0: Yeah, he's had 1 year above 40 in his career. He shot oh. 44% on that season. My my bad. My but he bad, uh, yeah. he's a good shooter. He's a career 38% three-point shooter. I just, you know. The well, uh, we're
1: we're going to take this part out of the podcast cuz I was wrong. So. Yeah, I'll, oh, I'll I'll I
2: just this said, out. I just said Nick Batum was 29, so don't worry about
0: it. <laughs> it's it's that face. He looks so young, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, this team, as everyone knew it would be, is the Kawhi Leonard and Paul George show, and those two guys are insane. They're both so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I've i always been a pretty, pretty um, vocal supporter of the Paul George. I think he's very good, um, and I think he doesn't get a lot of the respect that I feel that he deserves,
0: so... Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way because of their playoff performance last year or do you feel that did you feel that way before they bombed out of the playoffs last year?
1: Uh well, he's been people have called him like a uh sort of a a choker or like a a, a player that's like not actually a clutch at all for a long time. Um since bef- like since he was on the Pacers like after the team imploded, right? Um, but Paul George was, when he was really young, was probably the most credible threat that LeBron ever saw in the playoffs while he was running the East.
0: In the East, specifically, yeah. you mean?
1: Yeah. Um, and everybody just, it seems like everybody forgot about it. As soon as the Pacers, you know, imploded on, over internal chemistry problems, among other things. But, and then after that, he never really had a team until he got to, or like a really good team until he got to the Clippers and what. So he, yeah, he does have one bad playoff performance, and now he's it's like every single thing that any that has been said bad about him is just proven absolutely correct nobody ever remembers the things that he did back in the day when he had a good team and he'll never do those things again, obviously. Right? You're
0: accusing his critics of confirmation bias. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, like the dude was that, that a, uh, that first or second year in Oklahoma city where, you oh, know, it was, was... Russ, it was the rush. It was the rust show, but like actually Paul George was, you know, Probably the fifth plus best, best fourth or fifth best player in the league that year, and I don't know. He's really good. He's really good. He does. He doesn't really have any flaws as a basketball player. He's like great defense, very good all around offense. I, I don't understand the hate.
0: Well, let me now, let me play a little bit of devil's advocate because I I don't know that I agree that Paul George lacks flaws or is you know a flawless basketball player. Um, I think that. For a very long time, uh, Paul George was an unreliable three-point shooter, <clears throat> and he had you know a few good playoffs. Like his the, that that 2015-2016 era Indiana team, kind of his last hurrah with Indiana. He was uh, he was a much better shooter than he had been, but before that, he was you know fairly unreliable. And since
1: define then, define unreliable.
0: Uh yeah, I mean, I I can make the like statistical argument. So, uh his first four playoff seasons. The the three, let's just go over the three playoff seasons sure. where he challenged the uh where he challenged LeBron. So that would have been like 11, 12, 12, 13, 13, 14. First of those, he shot 27%. It's pretty terrible. Is this in the playoffs?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't, I've never heard anyone ever criticize Paul George's regular season performance. Sure, sure. The, the knock on. on Paul George is that he falls off in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Go on.
0: Yeah. Uh, 12-13, <clears throat> he shot 33% from three. Still pretty bad. Certainly unreliable. And then 13-14, uh, that final season where they really gave uh, the Heat a run for their money, he shot 40% from three. Pretty good. Really good. Um, So he had one season where he shot really well. His career averages in the playoffs are 20 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 turnovers. He shoots 42% from the field, 35.5% from three. 82 from the line those are like uh the actual volume is pretty darn close to his career averages but in the rest of his career he shoots much better like he's just a more accurate shooter in the regular season sure so i think that's the criticism of paul george his game does not translate into the playoffs as well as his contemporaries.
1: So I think that, that the efficiency falls across the board, usually, in the playoffs, right?
0: It's true. Most players experience that.
1: Um, so if he's not one of like the six players that does not experience that, while also giving you... like elite defense at the wing. I I still don't see what the problem is.
0: Well, the problem is is if you expect him to compete with the LeBron Jameses or the Kevin Durants of the world.
1: Well, right. He's not he's going not, to be able to do he's, that. He's not LeBron James or I, I my argument is not that he is one of those players. Right? He is clearly a tier below them. Yep. But that is not the way that he is treated right he's treated as like a pretender even to that claim
0: so yes and no uh this most recent season really solidified the narrative that he's a choke artist and i mean he choked real bad in the playoffs last year he was awful like really really awful and i don't i don't think there's a way around that like do you have do you do you think that he was secretly wasn't awful last year?
1: No, no, I'm not saying that he wasn't yes, he was bad last year, for sure. I, I'm I'm happy to admit that. Uh why admit? Why am I admitting anything here? No. What I'm saying is he's had poor performances in the playoffs, and he's had very good performances in the playoffs, yeah. and we'll only remember the bad ones.
0: Yeah, for sure. There, Paul Paul George is unfairly criticized. I think that the reaction to the Clippers was way overblown. Yes, they collapsed, and uh, that was inexcusable, probably. They were up 3-1 well, on the Nuggets, and they had double-digit leads in each of their final three games. I think a lot of the that... Um,
2: <clears throat> that opinion against George was weighted by how much the Clippers gave up to get him. And I I essentially, you know, they gave up those seven draft assets to get him, but technically they got it to get both he and Kawhi. So I think a lot of people in the industry were just, so well, you gave up seven picks and this guy's going to choke in the playoffs in your first year and, they just wrote wrote him off forever, which was was unfair. But
1: uh, well, there, there was, was go on.
2: No, no, no I'm that had nothing else.
1: There was talk during the off season this year after he signed his extension that the Clippers were going to just trade him for spare parts,
0: which was absurd.
1: Yeah, which wow. is insane. Like what?
0: Okay, but who who was talking like that?
2: Uh, I mean there were there was a lot of buzz about him not them being really upset with him and wanting to see what they could get for him, so on the open market
0: so the the cultural problems with Paul George, I think, drove that conversation. I don't think that was a argument against his basketball capacity. If you're gonna argue against Paul George's like resume as a NBA basketball player, you basically are talking about three games, right? Like there's yeah. so that that uh 2018 uh season when Utah kind of made their little run uh and it was Westbrook and Paul uh oh, pardon me Westbrook and Paul George uh on the Thunder and they took the I think they took the Jazz to six games that final game of that season that final playoff game uh I'm I'm looking at it now oh my gosh yeah so 45 minutes Paul George played in this game he scored five points, had three rebounds, eight assists, and six turnovers. He shot two of sixteen from the floor, zero of six from three, and one of two from the free throw line. The rest of that series, he was great. He played really, really well. Uh, except, I think maybe uh, I'm just gonna look. Yeah, game two, he uh, he played badly. But the re- his numbers for the rest of that series. 29 points a game on 45-41-88 with seven rebounds, two assists, and four turnovers. Really good numbers. He was was a monster until he wasn't, and he choked really hard. Then, of course, last year, those last three games against Denver, Game 5, when the Clippers lost by six, Paul George played really well. He was good. He was a minus three on the game but he still scored 26 points, had 6 rebounds, 6 assists, zero turnovers. Shot 44/40 40, and a thousand on his splits. Awesome. That's a tough loss, not his fault. He played really well. Game 6, he's a minus 23. Keep in mind they only lost by 13 that game. So, minus 23, they had a double digit lead going into the second, or in the second half, I should say. They had a double-digit lead. Major collapse. His stat line looks good. He's got 33 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 steals, 3 turnovers, 43, 44, 1,000. He was 11 of 11 from the free throw line. So hard to make the argument that he like choked really hard, but still, it was a minus 23 on the game he couldn't do anything to stop that jokic murray pick and roll and that's that's fine i don't like players sometimes get empty stats and have empty calorie games that's not that's not the argument the problem is is that in another elimination game game 7 just like 2 years earlier paul george disappears he plays 38 minutes 38 minutes he's a minus 20 on the game they lost by 15. He scores 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, five turnovers, four personal fouls, shoots four of 16 from the floor, two of 11 from three, and missed his only free throw attempt. It's like an all-time terrible performance. Yeah,
1: that's, uh, I mean, like, that is two bad games came at very unfortunate times for sure
0: and I really I, like as as detailed as you want to get about Paul George, the argument against him really comes down to those those three-ish games. you can say just the two bad ones if you want, but like he he also was not impactful enough in the other games. even still, to have your resume defined by two games. Probably unfair. Paul George has been hugely productive in almost every other game he's ever played. But if you're trying to break in to the echelon of like NBA champion territory, you're trying to be the you know the one A or one B on a title team in an NBA where LeBron James has made the finals 10 times. Like you can't have those performances keep coming up. Sure.
1: I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see if they keep coming up. I, it just, uh, seems weird to me that like, that that's the narrative. I don't know.
0: What, what, what about the narrative is strange to you?
1: I mean, so it's like a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of thing. Like, I, I know we already talked about the... You already mentioned how, like, he wasn't actually all that good when he was uh, going up against LeBron in how he was, like, an unreliable three-point shooter and that kind of thing.
0: But, yeah, like, I, I was just saying he's not flawless. Right. Yeah, I, well, he was great in those series. He, well, just, he, was, he wasn't flawless.
1: Okay, I... Yeah, he's, I mean, like, nobody was reliable from three on that Pacers team, right? And those were his first two of, three of his first four seasons in the league. So, like, to expect that out of a player that young who's already, like, playing at capacity dealing with LeBron during his absolute prime, like, it just seems like such a nitpick. And he's a great three-point shooter now, so.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, I, the reason that I brought it up wasn't to say like those indiana teams weren't actually good like those indiana teams were amazing i loved those teams i still remember being up north in some you know crappy bar in bay lake minnesota watching on a tiny 12 inch television as paul george elevated and had that crazy putback offensive rebound slam and Mm -hmm. Kevin Harlan said some very iconic thing that I can't remember, and I stood up and shouted. Was that the, he's an assassin? No, it was, uh, oh, with no regard for human life? That could be. Was that the one? Yeah, some some Kevin Harlan thing. He sucked the gravity right out of the building. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll have Kevin Harlan on the phone later. Um, He's coming up. Anyway, I didn't mean to nitpick him. I just the statement like he doesn't have any flaws well like but he doesn't though
1: like he doesn't now, right but besides if, if if unless you think those two games are, are like an indictment of him in like a uh, some way that is more than just a statistic, he doesn't do anything that hurts you
0: uh, okay uh he turns the ball over a lot um for how frequently he handles it look this this is getting into nitpick territory I, I guess I don't even want to make this argument Paul George is really good he's like one of the 10 best players in the NBA I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that's wrong the people who are critical of Paul George or who don't believe in him fundamentally believe that he there's something about his emotional makeup or his mental makeup that is going to cause him to fail in important games and unfortunately because of the way that you know, the playoffs work, you only get so many important games in your career. Yeah. And if you happen to play badly in like two of them, that becomes your entire defining thing. It's totally plausible that the Clippers are actually the best team in the NBA. They win two titles in a row or something and we never talk about this again. This is the equivalent of people who used to say Tragic Johnson. But People said this stuff about Dirk too. People said this stuff about LeBron. People still say this stuff about LeBron. Uh, He's
1: got that Mickey Mouse ring. It doesn't count.
0: That's right. This is, you know, this is the... This is not about Paul George being a bad basketball player. This is just about that really, really high tier of NBA caliber where it's like, look, not much separates these guys. But something has to. So, what separates them? It turns out that in elimination games, important elimination games, Paul George has played really badly a couple times. All right, I think I think we should move on. I think we've I think we've we've hit this one pretty hard. I feel like we can do another hour or two of Paul George. I okay, sure. Phil, Paul George is better than any Knicks player in the history of the NBA. Mm,
2: I, he, I mean, he would certainly be up there.
0: See, there's, there, there's the reason. If uh, I, I think
2: that uh, <laughs> I would put Clyde ahead of him, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, Clyde Frazier is an all-time great. Let's not forget how great he was as a player, not just as a walking thesaurus. (laughs) Um, He was an amazing
0: basketball player. And also Uh, a walking thesaurus.
2: Yeah. Um, No, Paul, look, I think, yeah, I think all this drama with Paul George is overblown. I think there is maybe, they're, they're a really overwhelmingly talented team, but I think there is something to say about to fit with Kawhi, and there's th- not that they fit poorly, but there isn't really a solid mesh between the two. Um, See, it, it doesn't really have it's not like a Joel Embiid Ben Simmons uh problem, but it's it's a lot of ISO one on you know, it's a lot of your turn, my turn kind of thing with those isn't two. Isn't that and a I coaching know, problem though?
1: Well, it,
2: it could be, but I I
1: think that the problem is that – so I agree on one hand. On the other hand, I really don't. I think that those two are, like, maybe the best wing combination that you could have in the entire NBA, like, without, you know, LeBron James.
0: Or Kevin Durant.
1: Or Kevin Durant. Like, uh, because – like, the only problem with them is that they're maybe not great playmakers, I mean, they, they, not maybe not. They are not great playmakers,
0: right? Kawhi's is a pretty great playmaker.
1: Kawhi, Kawhi is a, an above-average playmaker.
0: Man, I'm I'm a nitpick machine, but no, Kawhi's is a great playmaker. He's not. Uh... He's not LeBron. Oh, no,
1: okay, okay. Make make your case. Go ahead. Make Tell me my why.
0: Case. Uh, all right, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, this season. Averaging about six assists per game on one point. Uh, he's five point six assists per game, one point seven turnovers per game. Do I need to like? That's great. Do I need Wait, to go? How,
1: how many assists per game?
0: About six. Okay, that is a lot. <sighs>
1: How, hold on. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I Are don't think that, mesh, that
2: meshing is not a Paul George problem. It's it's just a Clippers problem. Yeah, it's, I think it's a Clippers problem. I but it's not that. even really a problem. They're the number one seed nope, in the West, yeah. and
0: they have two cantankerous so, neophytes on their team. You know, it's I'm uh, just if we're trying to extend this conversation to two hours.
1: It's <laughs> so his assists per game went from three in Toronto, which was a career high to five last year to almost six this year. Yep. Kawhi Leonard Dre Popovich was right. He's a sponge. He just gets better at whatever he does.
0: Are you surprised?
1: I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised. Uh 'cause cause that was like you know, in, in my mind, Kawhi Leonard is is like a better version of Paul George, right? He's like he doesn't really have any flaws. The only thing that I could say about him is that he's like, you know, he's not, he's not a, an astoundingly good playmaker. But now he's like a really good playmaker. I, he's Kawhi is a marvel, man. I, so if, I don't.
0: If we want to move, yeah, Kawhi is a marvel. Uh, if we want to move past numbers, because maybe they're, you know, and they can lie for yep, sure. Yep, and and also like Kawhi was only ever the primary ball handler for one season in San Antonio. Uh, And then in Toronto, he was also not the primary ball handler. So realistically speaking, we've only ever seen Kawhi Leonard as the primary ball handler for like two seasons, right? Like it's a, it's, it's not, it's not his career defining thing. We're not talking about a decade of averaging seven assists or something here. I just mean to say, and well, and also, it's worth noting that Kawhi doesn't make, you know, the insane passes that a lot of these other guys who we would include in the conversation for elite playmaking make. He is a he's an extremely fundamental passer. He's outstanding at finding finding corner shooters. He's outstanding at driving and then kicking backwards behind himself so that somebody else can attack the paint, a la Paul George. Uh, and that's all you need to have an outstanding NBA offense. Um, he he also is an extremely limited transition playmaker. That's, that's maybe the one way in which I agree with Phil's statement that he and Paul George don't fit very well together. Like, neither of them is interesting in transition at all. But I, I think I do lean more on Jerry's side here. I think that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are extremely complimentary players and for sure make each other a lot better.
1: Yeah, the the only thing that I would want out of the, like, want the Clippers to have is, like, a point guard that can do more creative things with the ball in his hands, right? Like, just to change up, like, the way the way that they're... to change up, like, the looks that defenses see because it, I, I had always thought that, like, You know, if you're gonna run your offense through Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, like those are good things to do because they're both very good players that are generally pretty efficient or very efficient, in Kawhi's case. Uh, but like that, there's a bit of a ceiling on the amount of action you can do out of like those players as the primary ball handler. Those are more like
0: think about it this way, though, Jerry. Like. Think about how effective of an NBA playmaker Jimmy Butler is on good teams. Like when he has... Well, Jimmy,
1: yeah, Jimmy Butler's like a better playmaker than them, though.
0: At least I, that's I the guess way I, it
1: worked in my brain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Jimmy's a really good playmaker. Jimmy's a more versatile passer, I think. But I don't know that he's a much more versatile passer. And... Yeah, Kawhi's only 29, maybe in a year or two. He's he's at that, or past that level, too. My, my only My only gripe was with the idea that Kawhi is merely an above-average playmaker. I think he's a very, very good, if not great, NBA playmaker. I think running your offense through Kawhi Leonard is a smart thing to do, regardless of who else is on your team. And you can't say that about very many people.
1: Yeah, I, wow! Up to six assists a game—that's that's wacky.
0: Okay, he's good, man. Yeah,
1: he—he's uh, a player that doesn't have any flaws.
0: <laughs> he's bad in transition.
1: It's, he's like a—he's—he's uh, he's the most damning thing that I can think of that I could say about Paul George if I'm like—if I don't buy into the he can't—he's he, not clutch thing. Yeah, is that he probably shouldn't be your first option if you want to win a championship? Right,
0: Kawhi is like that, but he can be. He can be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the The Clippers are great. They're really, really good. I don't have too much else to say. I I think that uh, they probably are better than they were last season. Defensively speaking, the upgrade from. Um, Montrez to surge is pretty theoretically huge. Also the, uh, spacing upgrade from Montrez to surge pretty huge size. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. De- defensively. It's, it's insane. Um, I don't know how much that size matters offensively. Like Montrez is just a, an, on another level of offensive rebounding. He's so good yeah. at it. True anyway yeah i I think that there's an argument to be made that the clippers have a better team this year they're certainly you know more experienced together because they've got another year under their under their hats and it turns out that they have seven players shooting above 40 percent from three two shooting above 38 percent from three and then they've got Measly old Serge Ibaka dragging their average down with thirty six and a half percent he's like he's the worst shooter worst shooter should, who sees time for them
1: he should be ashamed of himself
0: I mean think about that that's that's an actually insane thing.
1: yeah no i uh yeah i really i really like the clippers I think that they uh I think that they're very good maybe maybe even great
0: maybe we'll see come playoff time (laughs) yeah uh the nuggets have been a fun team as of late i think they've won seven of their last 10 jamal murray punched tim hardaway in the dick and not just punched but like full-on gator clawed him oh i missed that oh for real oh man you gotta go look up this highlight right now it's uh it's worth a watch I'll I'll talk while you guys watch Jamal Murray attack Tim Hardaway's groin. Jamal Murray Gator Claw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that description might not find it for you. Um, How about Jamal Murray Ejected? Will that work? Yes, probably. Or Find. Yeah, Find. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the more oh, this, transparent ones. He really he really gets in
2: there. So this is like Serge Ibaka, Blake Griffin
0: level? Uh, this it's, is like Nicholas Batum International Basketball. It's not,
1: it's not quite Nicholas Batum <laughs> International. That was something else. Yeah, oh, wow. That's pretty
2: bad, though. That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm watching it right now. That's right in he, front of the ref too oh yeah he gets in there and just full uppercut as he's getting back to his feet
0: real that's... nice and deep like <laughs> i wish god we have to record video i want to show the people jerry's face while he's watching good god jamal murray physically assault tim hardaway's drone. yeah that's that's uncalled for it's not good it's not good it's a it's a bad look for uh for your boy
2: well, did they get the win?
0: That's what matters. <laughs> 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 Uh Spoken like Draymond Green. <laughs> that was good. Uh, no, but the Nuggets are, I mean, they're really good. Seven of the last ten. And, yeah, Jokic is out of his mind. He's so insane. He's so good at everything. Yeah, he had 47 yeah, he a, today. He's in
1: the beast house.
0: He had 47 he today. Yep, the 22 yeah, twenty-two points in
1: the first quarter.
0: I missed that. Wow. Yeah, I mean the the thing that I always kind of used against Jokic when you know Jerry would panic call me after a good game and be like, "Is he actually better than Towns?" and I'd say, "No, no, don't worry, don't you worry your pretty little head, Jerry. Towns is still really good." Uh, was that uh, Jokic couldn't shoot? <laughs> But uh, he's shooting pretty well now, too. Yeah, Jokic, yeah.
1: Is, Jokic is a beast house.
0: So you might he's, even say that Jokic has no flaws. Like, he has no <laughs> caps in uh, his speech. He's, he's still not
1: a great defender.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Um, but if you can discount he, that, then yeah.
0: I, I was yeah. mostly joking. He's He's and, averaging almost two steals per game this season, too. Jokic is crazy. I mean, if he didn't come into the
2: start of every season looking like the but worst that's, rec league player, no, in, that's, on the roster. That's that's, Old that's like
1: part of his charm, dude. That's like I know, news. no, I
2: love it. I love it. But I'm just saying, if you know, if he, if he, I, I don't know. Never maybe that change. Would, Never yeah, maybe change. That would change the dynamic, but
1: you give you give fluffy boys hope, and everywhere. also
2: if. It's good something's working so maybe guys he's not that fluffy anymore come on no he's
1: not anymore no
2: no he's just yeah he's not showing up looking like the michelin man anymore but he's still (laughs)
1: he's (laughs) down to he's down to pillsbury doughboy status for sure yeah
2: yeah The 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 very most
0: guys
1: I'm not fat. We don't, shaming. We don't I'm, body shame I'm fat. on this show. I'm fat. I am,
2: I too am fat, so I take offense Is this, to you. you
1: are not fat, Phil. We Do are we are a,
2: started Don't gatekeep being <laughs> fat, Jerry.
1: I can. I am a fat man, I can
2: gatekeep all I want. I identify as fat, so I appreciate it <laughs> if you Oh God. All right. That's where we're going, <laughs> yeah, huh? Check me. Stay away. Let's let's steer clear of this
0: territory. Uh all right, let's... 26,
1: we, 12, and 9.
0: Can we talk about how good Nikola Jokic is? 26, 12, and 9. Yeah. It's He's insane. so good. Uh, did you guys watch uh, their loss to the Spurs the other night? I think that was two nights ago.
1: No, I don't really watch basketball. Spurs.
0: Little...
2: <laughs> good for Popovich, man. I'm, you know... That team, I mean, they are doing that with with Lamarcus Aldridge, like not playing, bat. He's barely he's barely registering as a basketball player anymore, and they're still they're eleven and eight, right? And I, I think
0: about Lamarcus Aldridge like like in the the latter years of Led Zeppelin, the way that people talked about Jimmy Page, where it was like he'd get wheeled down out of his hotel room an hour before showtime and they'd shoot him up with some stimulant and then he'd be up and he'd <laughs> drink ten beers, he'd go out there, he'd shred, they'd come back backstage, they'd give him some quaaludes, stick him in the bed and let him go back to sleep. Like I think that's honestly like Lamarcus Aldridge is the protagonist of the song Comfortably Numb, I think at this point.
2: Yeah. And the two teams he spurned for the Spurs in his free agency year are ahead of him in the rankings right now, and will probably end up ahead of him. I mean, not not to any fault of Popovich, but it's you know he's there's he has no business being this high, that well, ninth seed right now in the Western Conference. Well, yeah.
1: of of course they're worse now. They lost Kawhi Leonard.
2: Well, I understandable. Yeah,
0: but yes. I don't know. Kawhi's not that great of a playmaker, you know. It's uh... All right. If if
1: if they if the Spurs had retained Kawhi Leonard, they'd still be one of the two or three best teams in the West right now.
0: Can I pose can I pose like a very um, a very traditional basketball podcast question to you guys?
1: Uh I mean, if you've really who's feel better, like who's have... better, LeBron
0: or, or MJ? No, I we're never Never, ever going to have that debate on this show.
1: Oh, you know what? I think when we've been going on for twelve
2: years, and LeBron <laughs> is still, and LeBron still is still putting
1: up twenty and
2: twenty yeah, points when, a game and eight rebounds. When LeBron retires just, in twenty
0: forty eight, we'll <laughs> start talking about. It. All right, what's going to happen first? One of us dies, or LeBron James retires? I mean,
1: I don't live a super healthy lifestyle.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would not describe your lifestyle as healthy.
1: But I also don't unnecessarily expose myself to COVID or other so, risks. Or other risks. So,
0: yeah, do, yeah. This do is agoraphobes kind of a, there's... have long life expectancies? Do what? Agoraphobes have long life expectancies. I'm not. I'm not an agoraphobe. Come on. Well, I we just do. We don't.
1: We're, don't not like to go outside to, we're not as because I think it's to uh...
2: We're not as exposed to sunlight and radiation, so That's right. We. <laughs> yeah,
0: Phil, you're you're lumping <laughs> yourself in with everything right now. Of course, of course. All right, here's my here's my fun, very uh hot takey NBA podcast question. How great of a player would DeMar DeRozan have been if he had ever learned how to defend? Would you do you, would you prefer him to defend or shoot threes? He can shoot threes. Well, he shot threes for, like, three seasons. At what how, how many? <clears throat> how many? Give me a second. Well, no,
1: a- seriously. What What percentage? How many?
0: Uh, this year I think he's around 37. Hold on. Let me put my glasses back on. You guys asked me to look stuff up on out here cleaning my glasses. All right, no, I'll look I'll it, up. I'll, do look it. it up. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll No, it.
1: we're all going to look it. it up. We all want to look it up at the same time. All
0: right, maybe maybe I oversold his first season in San Antonio a little bit. 16% from three mm-hmm. that year. Mm-hmm.
1: And and then the year after that, how yeah, many?
0: 26. 26.
2: Yeah, okay. so he's 37% this year. Before yeah, and, that, uh, also he was 25%. The, he was 15%. He was those, 31%. Those was two years... He was thirty three percent. He was twenty eight percent. So yeah, he's he was he's good. Those two those
1: <laughs> two years that those first two years in San Antonio. How many a game did he shoot? By the way. Uh
0: yeah, I was wrong.
1: Fine. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. so, no, we've we've got to milk it as much. as I we already can. said Cause I was usually, wrong. Because it's usually us. It's usually <laughs> the two of us that are wrong. So we gotta milk it. We gotta milk it as much as we can right now.
0: How was he so bad at shooting threes last year? He was so efficient on a like per touch basis. It's crazy. Well, he didn't. He didn't shoot any threes. That's how. Yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah, he barely. Yeah, he barely shot them at all. Like all so. right, you didn't
0: answer the question. Answer the question. He'd have been really good.
1: He'd have been. He's already pretty good. He'd have been really good. Would he have been a
0: top ten player in the NBA?
1: Uh, because th- Demar Derozan, th- who can defend, no. is
0: Jimmy Butler.
1: I think the answer to that question is probably no, hmm. but only because I think that shooting does so many things that like you don't see, or that you really do see, uh, to help a player along. That even if you're really good without it, like I. Th- Unless you are like a big man who is like transcendent in some way, I it's hard to be that good. But like Jerry, he would be
0: what? Uh, remind me who made the uh, NBA finals last season? Uh, I think that was uh,
1: the Heat, right?
0: Yeah, the Heat. Uh, I believe that's correct. Out of the East, and who was the Heat's best player again? Um, don't. Hold don't on, I'm you, going... Through. Don't you do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: Hold on, I'm trying to think of something funny to say. But...
0: <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll edit this part out. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: no, you don't have to edit it out. Jerry, it's, that's it's, a joke. It's, it's I never
0: better... I never edit out any of the things I say it, I'm going to edit out. You don't? No.
1: Oh. Yeah, I knew that. That was me trying to joke around with you, too. Good try. We're probably off track here. It's Jimmy Butler. It's Jimmy Butler.
0: And uh hey, why don't could you could you just remind me what he shot from 3 the season before or uh, last year when he made the NBA finals? Was it an odd or even year? <laughs> well, it was 2019-2020, so it was both. So,
1: so probably not <clears throat> not great. Like I would, he cuz it's like every other year he shoots 37%. So if it's the uh, it's the if it's the wrong year then he's like in
0: the what mid 20s. I honestly don't know what you're asking me. Are you? Yes. Yeah, 20, was, 25% is the answer. Okay. 25% uh, he, from three.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, um, was Jimmy Butler good last year, Jerry? Yeah. Was yeah, he great? He, yeah, he was good. He was good. Was he great? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do you remember when he had a 40-point triple-double without uh, attempting a three-point shot in the NBA Finals?
1: Well, with how much you talk about it, how could I possibly? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got there. You said something funny. and uh, you know, monkeys and typewriters,
0: that's right, yeah, even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes. Uh, yeah I mean, right. as
2: as much as we gave him grief last week, he's not downright awful this year. He's just
0: oh, he's hurt yeah, he's did you, did you he's watch just his first game back yesterday. He
2: looks amazing. <clears throat> yeah, he's been. He's he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But they're they've they are they are so far down in the standings now. It's they're going to be lucky to squeeze their way in at this point. I think. Oh, I don't. Know. I don't know. I um,
0: got this. anyway. But there's games. there's
2: a lot of these. Some the you know Charlotte and Atlanta. These teams are going to, especially these younger teams that are probably hungry to get into the playoffs even in a season like this one i think uh, it's going to be tough to you're not going to hear me
0: disparage up. the atlanta hawks certainly but like of among the calves hornets knicks magic bulls raptors group you're telling me you don't think that the miami heat are like 7 games better than those teams over the next 50 games i'm not ruling them out i'm just saying they have a they have a huge deficit
2: to overcome. It's right, only
0: now. like two games.
2: Yeah, but all those other
0: teams are healthy and frisky. So, uh, I, I believe Phil, I, you've cut and run. You had the Heat as your one seed in the East. Where'd the confidence go? I, they, I'm they just lost saying a lot they're, of games. Yeah, it's but their just, players have been out.
2: I'm not saying they're out of it. I'm just saying it's going to be tough. There's there this. You know, I'm not going to say this Eastern Conference is is uh, really talented, and but they're all they're all feisty, and they want to. They're fighting to get in the, especially with these uh, games. I think in the Eastern Conference, these younger teams are really hungry to get get into that playoff showing. So, yeah, I actually we'll, would. I, say I, that I have confidence. I have confidence they'll make it. I'm just saying it's gonna be it's gonna be a. Slog for them for
1: yeah. sure, man. The Raptors are down here too.
2: Yes, yeah. you're. Uh, man, can we? Can I put on my tinfoil hat for a second? Yep. So you guys indulge me.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: So let's just well, ass- hold on
1: before you start. Go get your tinfoil hat. I can see you.
0: Um, the irony of Jerry using a webcam to like lord something over somebody else is. It's almost too rich. Well, all right. Well,
2: I don't have a tinfoil hat,
0: but I can. For it. those of you, Phil. You, oh my God! He's, you do he He's, leaving. Oh, mom, he, he's he took, leaving. He's
1: actually left. You did me. this. I did. Oh my goodness! He's got a tri, a tricone.
0: All right. Uh, for is, those of you who are stagnant, not so. friends with Jerry Sotak, he literally uh, will not put on his webcam unless you, you know cry at him for 10 straight minutes and he's convinced at least three of our other friends that he doesn't even own a webcam so that when they hang out in zoom he doesn't have to turn his on
1: you shouldn't have said that on the podcast i know that they don't listen to it <laughs> but on the off chance that they do they're going to know now
0: yeah and, and then you won't continue the lie i, I mean I... I
1: you think i won't <laughs> Why would you think that?
0: Yeah, that's true. I've known you. Okay.
1: Long all right. You got you've got the liar's hat on.
2: Okay. So we all agree that the NBA draft, the NBA lottery is rigged, right? Just as, with my yes. tinfoil hat on, we all agree that it's rigged, and it's done to benefit whichever team needs the most help deemed by Adam Silver, David Stern, whoever, whoever's not not the the team who
0: needs the most help. It's done to benefit, uh, the league. So whoever will benefit most financially. Yes.
2: So when, when, you know, when the Cavaliers lose LeBron, they win the lottery with the Clippers pick that they traded, that they got for the Baron Davis trade. When the Pelicans lose Anthony Davis, they win it with the late with their pick, not the Lakers' pick, and then they get the you know. So this year, I'm with looking at these teams. If the NBA is going to rig the lottery, which team? Which are the teams in the top three? I think I think they're giving it to Minnesota. I think they're definitely in the top three. They want I them to don't,
1: keep. It. I don't think so. I think. think they're going to give them.
2: I think they get the third pick. They're not going to no. give them the first.
1: I don't think so. I think that that it goes to, to Golden, Golden State. State. Yep. Golden State gets it. There, it'll be the four, it'll be the fourth pick.
0: Yep, yep. Golden State's getting our pick. Uh, fourth or
1: fifth. Fourth or fifth.
0: Yeah, yeah. Golden State's getting the pick though. Um, but you're saying Golden State's going to get your pick, or they're going to win? They're going to get our pick, and it's going to be the fourth pick. We have a top oh three protected pick going out to Golden State. Right. So if we're in the top three then the nba loses out on golden state getting a top you know 5 pick in the nba draft. Uh Wiseman's going to be a star and they need golden state to continue to be as huge of a market as it's been. So golden state'll get our pick. I think it's going to be the wizards.
2: Yeah, the wizards will be in there for sure. That's a that's a good call.
1: I think the wizards are are the mo- also uh very yeah, that's a good one. Good good pick. Although who's there's there are a couple teams that are looking to get sold too,
2: right? Yes, the uh the, well the Hornets and the Pelicans. But I don't think I don't think they can rig it for the Pelicans again. So this yeah, is the, too suspicious. Cuz I was
1: going to say in answer to your question that I don't think they rig it every year. <laughs> uh but I do think they rig it sometimes. Like the when the when they were selling the Pelicans the first time, they definitely rigged it to give them the first pick for an Anthony Davis to like help the franchise. The NBA sell. Oh, that's
2: right. They rigged it twice for them. That's right. After um, the Chris Paul debacle,
1: and yeah, the the three lottery wins in what five years for the Cavaliers. It's like after LeBron leaves, is pretty hard to believe. Um, yeah but uh yeah so the other teams up there that like are maybe looking to be sold i and which you know the timberwolves are one of but
2: i think the timberwolves will keep their pick this year i yeah. i think that i, I think they're I not going to get the first overall but they will get a they will get a top 3
1: there's too much money on the line with golden state's legacy to let something like that happen the the warriors need to have enough of a package to trade andrew wiggins and they need that pick in order to make it work i think
0: yep i think golden state's too important
1: first personally
0: speaking if if i were to be conspiracy minded so can we make the can we make the argument against this conspiracy just for sure all right so uh The Knicks are the second biggest market in the NBA. They never win the lottery. Yep.
2: Yeah, but James Dolan is uh, despised by everyone. So they they would never reward him with anything.
0: Yeah, but think about how much more money the NBA would make if the Knicks were good. Look, I would
2: love it if they rigged it in our favor, but the last time they did that was the year of my birth, 19... Eighty-five for Patrick Ewing the first ever time the first time they were ever able to rig it for a team they did it for our team yeah. and that's that's our curse and we'll never <laughs> we'll never get it again but we got RJ at the third pick you know i'm fine oh, I'm, dude. we're we're good the RJ pick was like great like as, as a Knicks fan you know we're only 9 and 12 i cannot tell you how happy i am to have a team that is being built through the draft. They're they're frisky, they're fun, they're just they're they're I'm, just they're just a cast of characters and I I love them guys. Like I'm so happy for you, buddy. It's just you know I'm just waiting for Dolan to put his foot down and say trade everything we got for Kyle Lowry. Or, you know, in his <laughs> Or you know something something along those lines. Just just throw it away because I'm I'm bored. It's what Jim Dolan would do, but they're good. They're this is this is what I've been looking for for years, and I just nine and twelve and fun is all I could ever ask for. So I'm I'm done gushing. We can move on.
1: Why did the Wolves deserve it last <clears throat> this past year if this is the conspiracy?
2: Because the, the Warriors were just as bad. So they the, the Warriors were gonna get a top three pick too. Cause they were in, in the running.
1: Right, but why did the why did the Wolves leapfrog the Warriors of all teams if we're this is the well, this is the because the
2: Warriors have Steph Curry,
1: and is, Clay it, is it Thompson. just to like throw off the scent?
0: No, no, no it's because it's because a... Glenn Taylor announced that he wanted to sell before the draft,
2: right?
1: Was it
0: before and, the draft? Yeah, and it is still isn't he still trying to sell?
2: Yep, he's. I mean, he's been trying to sell it for years, and isn't there also a risk that they're. Yeah, they, I might, don't, they might be moved if they're sold. It's I mean, one of those
1: damned if you do, damned if you don't, because we're never going to win with Glenn Taylor as the owner. He's just, he's quite bad. Yep. But we're never going to have a basketball team in Minnesota without Glenn Taylor. So, like, I think you
2: I, I, well, I'm going to be optimistic for both of your sakes and say they're going to gift you the third overall pick. It's not going to be the first or second, but you're going to get third, and do with it what you will. But they're not—they're not going to let the Warriors um, totally fleece you, you know. I don't think that's fair. Well, who cares? It, about and if he, if it doesn't convey, does it? What does it turn into? Unprotected
1: next
0: year. Oh boy. Okay. Well, the Wolves do not have a future.
2: I think they would probably give you the third this year, and then you're on your own, but they might be they're going to bail you out, I think I think I think you're going to get a bailout. It's not happening. I don't think it's deserved, but it, you're going to get a bailout. It's just how the NBA works
1: no it's uh the the cost is sunk I think I, I think that they we we need to trade towns. I don't think that we don't have a future.
0: Stop rubbing your mic. I'm very (laughs) sorry. It's cool, I'll edit it out. Yeah, we don't have a future. It's a real problem.
2: I exactly which is why they're going to drop a dime for the Wolves and give you a top three pick.
0: Nah man, we're gonna trade Carl Towns to the Lakers. And uh, he and Anthony Davis will destroy the NBA. Oh, no, don't say that.
1: Well, it's like, when does uh, LeBron James Jr. uh, become draft eligible? Three years.
2: 2023, I think, is him and and Dwayne Wade's son. Because, like... Because that's the, that's the one that everyone's targeting now. Everyone wants a 2023
1: pick. Well, now. yeah, because they think that if you get LeBron James also, Jr., you also get LeBron James, which but it's also know, it might, the might double, actually be
2: true. That might also be the double draft where the CBA um, allows for high school students again. Uh,
1: so yeah, I think I that's two years
0: from now when the CBA can be renegotiated. I Yeah, I think so.
1: Well, wouldn't that be the 2023 draft?
0: Uh, yes. Huh. Good times. Yes, that's correct. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't the speculation that LeBron's second son is supposed to be the good one? Like, Bronny's probably going to be fine, but Bryce is going to be a foundational piece.
1: I, I don't know. I didn't even know I he think, had a second son.
2: Yeah, neither did I. I, I think, can't I wait. I LeBron. can't wait for that the drama of that. Who whoever drafts him gets LeBron? Gets LeBron and does someone have to trade up to get him so that they get LeBron it's gonna be fun.
0: That's, Is that's a forty year old LeBron James still gonna be a top five player in the NBA?
1: top five
2: i'd still put him probably top 20
1: i would i think i'd still put him top 20 i I, he i you know if he was still top five it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me
2: yeah wouldn't shock me either i mean he was he was he was grown in a lab somewhere that guy's like not human he's he's a he's
0: he's an anomaly designer steroids are incredibly effective
1: I see. I don't, I don't agree. I don't think that he was born in a lab.
0: Well, hold I on. Think... Well, your hot take is that LeBron James was naturally birthed.
1: Yes, I do think so. I think he's like the. I, I he's he's like the the the. You've read uh, Hyperion, right, Matt?
0: The book that I've recommended to you for twelve straight years, and yes, Jerry, I've read the Hyperion. <laughs> Well, you know answers. how it,
1: how in Hyperion there's like two different gods, right? There's there's like the one that like was sort of naturally yep. occurring and the artificial one. Yeah, yeah. He's like the naturally occurring one. That's LeBron James. The that grown grown star is Kawhi Leonard. Mm. LeBron, uh, Greg Popovich grows grew Kawhi Leonard in a, in a lab. You think that's with,
0: why he doesn't know how to interact with other humans? I think this, so. He's only yep. been doing it for eight years.
1: Yep. Uh so there's that, and then he also runs like a I don't know exactly if it's an orphanage or some kind of uh but for for tall redheaded stepchildren. Alright. <laughs> he,
0: he teaches them to shoot threes. Maybe it's kinda <laughs> Why don't you take ten to twenty percent off bunch, there? Just Jerry. He's
2: just raising a bunch of Rorschachs to uh <laughs>
1: I mean, he got us Matt Bonner, he got Bertans. I I don't know who the next redheaded shooter coming out of San Antonio is gonna be,
0: but so LeBron this year is uh twenty-five, seven and seven on 49-41-71 splits. And I don't think there's any GM in the NBA who would take Another player over LeBron. Maybe Kevin Durant. But it's... You know, if you're trying to win the title this year, I think the GMs probably still trust LeBron to take you there. And he's 36. I don't know. Yeah, and I think
2: they probably they probably trust... Uh... James more based on health, too, even at 36, over Durant with his
0: that, that Achilles tear. Well, and, and I mean... I
2: mean Dur- and Durant's looked great, but that's, you know... Durant's never had an, that, an injury like, like
0: that. Durant's working with that, like, California drug cocktail. And the California drug cocktails have not been as effective as the Miami ones, which is what LeBron's rocking. Yeah. Jerry, why not are you any- laughing?
1: Uh, just... I was yeah. It's just a fact. I know, it's, it's I know. But there was there was a remember when he got hurt in the in the finals a couple of years ago and like everybody thought he was might be out for the rest of the game, but he, he came back in. Uh and everybody was like, Oh, what are you I thought you look you looked pretty hurt and he was like, Oh no, I'm alright. I had some orange slices. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay (laughs) oh yeah those high in vitamin c yeah those good
0: florida oranges (laughs) (laughs) oh man we should do a doping episode because i'm i'm pretty much fully of fully of the opinion that every single professional athlete dopes like almost almost none of them are drug free and you'd be insane maybe, to try to be a professional athlete and remain drug free. Like, that's a stupid I, I, thing to do.
2: I would argue maybe Jokic is not juicing, but <laughs> that would be my guess. Dude, it's. it's...
1: I, I hope that Jokic doesn't juice. That would be beautiful.
2: Like, he's just immune. <laughs> it's just like, he's got a natural resistance. I
1: to also it. hope that he has no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, that anyone juices. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like this man doesn't juice, we don't know how to stop him. He...
1: Oh, I don't know what you mean. what is juice? I I do love, Hold I do on. love the orange juice. He's
0: not a Russian villain, Jerry.
1: I I, I wasn't trying to just... her villain. And he's like vaguely Eastern European,
2: isn't he? Goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean even you know you hear Polish some some polish to the untrained ear kind of sounds russian so don't you know it's it's all
0: okay let's let's uh let's dial it back once more (laughs) I, i i really do think that the incentives are so great to dope that you'd be an insane person not to and so many of these people are coming out of like the direst circumstances you are competing with a world full of people all of whom or many of whom are willing to cheat and can afford to cheat without being caught. The only differentiator is your own ability to do that as well and then work harder than they do or have more, you know, naturally given talent. So yeah, I, I just, like, the incentives are so huge. I also, for those of you who uh, don't know, I grew up uh, hanging out in the Minnesota Twins locker room. And I remember as a kid... Players joking about steroids. Like as a child, just hanging out in the Twins locker room with Marty Cordova, and dudes just chatting casually about the fact that everyone was juiced to the gills.
2: And was that was that in during the McGuire Barry Bonds Little Sammy after, Sosa era, yeah,
0: okay. More during the Bonds era?
2: Yeah. Well.
0: Yeah, I, I just like you, the the demands on your body are so great and the chance of injury is so high and with the new NBA schedules, your need to recover is so tremendous that to not use PEDs would be such a waste of everyone's time. Plus, the product is so much better. There's a reason yeah, it- that like sports team owners don't actually care at all about steroid use that never bothered
2: me as a fan was you, i was a i was a baseball fan back then during that era and to see everyone just on espn just up in arms about the legacy of the sport
0: it's just like as guys, if they hadn't all been doing it all along these guys have to play 162 games a season and you're
2: you're giving them shit for trying to figure out a way to get through it and make it entertaining for you like let's settle
0: down guys like let's just you know so I'm I'm actually really pro PEDs I think that it should be like the fact that anabolic steroids are illegal in this country I think is insane because you just force people into taking them in sketchy circumstances it also means that innovation is stifled so we're You know, we're not using the safest PEDs imaginable uh, or the most effective ones. And it just creates the situation where the guys who can afford designer steroids that are not testable, uh, they just get this. And then you have a bunch of other people who can't afford to take those things. And they can either risk it, you know, by trusting some dude in their gym to help them cycle on and off. Or they can right. like go into an AAU program where they'll learn how to take drugs early and often uh, and it just it makes no sense. just let people take whatever they want. who cares like is if there if there are people in the world who think that taking anabolic steroids is more dangerous than playing professional football they haven't been paying attention <laughs> yeah. You can do all sorts of crazy stuff to your body in this country. Why can't you take anabolic steroids? And I'm not a steroid user. I I don't. I have no interest in using them for them, for myself. But like, why shouldn't you be allowed to? It's madness. Because drugs are bad, Matt. Bad, man. You yeah, make but- a great point, though. About if.
2: You know, if they had, if it was legal but with regulations, at least they would get something that was safe and right. clean and the at the best version of whatever that is. Right. And instead of having to, you know, go under the table to some for some shady, yeah. It's it. If it if there were some regulations on it, I think it would, be- it would benefit most of the
0: players, and it wouldn't be mandatory, but it would be. Uh, safer for the players i think I'd, I'd almost argue that it would be exactly as mandatory as it is now
2: right right yeah just to keep up with the demand of it yeah
0: yep yeah you think 36 year old six 260 pound guys can just jump 40 inches in the air right it's not how it's not how human bodies work and yeah. even just, just
2: for, reco- for recover just for recovery time recovery.
0: alone. It's yep. just crazy. Why yeah. why 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 is it noble or better or more uh, more admirable that we like let people destroy their bodies and don't let them take the best substances known to mankind to repair their bodies? Right. It's insane. And Jerry, to I know you were joking about the drugs are bad meow comment, but like Think about how much money all of these sports leagues make from sales of alcohol, advertising from alcohol. you have any idea how many people die from anabolic steroid use a year? It's like less than 10. Think about how many people die from alcohol-related injuries. It's Um, a lot more. More than that. More than that. Uh, it's a no-brainer to me. I, I think that the uh, the Puritanism of clean sport is hilarious.
1: So I agree with you, but the real thing that we should, pro- we should probably should do is reduce the amount of games that are being played.
0: Agreed, totally.
1: Uh, and. Yeah. That's never going to happen.
2: Well, they they had a perfect opportunity to...
1: Well, I think that's shorten why... Shorten it this
2: year, and they didn't. I,
1: I, I think that's explicitly why they didn't. They didn't want the, to set any kind of precedent.
0: But yeah. Like. So, the I mean, the other thing that is, I think, worth considering is it actually doesn't matter if there are fewer games total. What seems like more important to me is the amount of time you play those games in like if instead of october the season started in august for example you'd get worse ratings because you'd be competing with more you'd be competing with baseball more than you already you know uh do in terms of the the news cycle no not that that's that hard anymore not that that's that hard anymore uh your ratings would be worse is the expectation fewer people are watching sports in august than they are when it's colder Whatever, if you had the exact same number of games and gave teams two more months yeah. to play those games, way better, way better. And maybe
2: you know, also maybe give give them split the season into three trimesters. Give them a week or two off between each one just for recuperation time. I think that'll improve the product too, but yeah I think there's a lot to do with they don't want to go up against the NFL they don't want to go up against uh, the World Series so they don't they don't want to start earlier or end later because right. they they feel like they're in this sweet spot marketing wise because they've they've built their entire TV
0: structure around it so and they are in a sweet spot marketing wise like yeah pro- they're yeah. correct but if player yeah, safety is the goal. Now I'm sure course, that there are, it's, like, not. it's, it, not. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is, it is also worth mentioning like the way that athletes train is not just you're at peak performance all year. You program off seasons, you program peaks and valleys, you train different things throughout the year. And so a longer season doesn't necessarily solve all of these issues. Like the wear and tear is still a problem. We need to consider fewer games and i know that they won't but because they won't let the guys take steroids or or even even if you don't want them taking steroids let them take testosterone like this is just we've we've decided this arbitrary thing that there are these certain th- substances and those ones are advantages but like every single player in the nba has had a cortisone shot that's a steroid yep like yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I um. It grinds my gears, guys. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Maybe there's
2: there's. It's complicated for them because they've got to deal with. You know restrictions.
0: Well, I think, from the, the, government, I think the bigger but, complication yeah. is that the media has created a narrative around performance-enhancing drugs that they're somehow ethically wrong yeah it's de- it's uh it's destroying the in the integrity of of the sports well and, and it's not just sports i mean like movie stars for example are not allowed based on their contracts to talk about their performance-enhancing drug use like if, if a movie star, like everybody looks at Christian Bale going from The Machinist to Batman Begins and thinks, oh, that's, yeah, you just put on 70 pounds of muscle in half a year. <laughs> that's normal. He yeah. did that to- totally naturally. Totally naturally. He just, he ate clean. He it's put really in the impressive. work Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's a good thing. But if you were to come out and say like, no, I took a ton of testosterone and all sorts of other recovery things because I was in organ failure from dropping a hundred pounds earlier than that, uh, everyone yeah, when, would be like, "You're a monster."
2: When Gerard Butler was training for three hundred, he just he just did a bunch of jumping jacks and just stuck stuck with it. And I think
1: he, I think he flipped over big tires, actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that too, but you know, just if you don't if you neglect those jumping
0: jacks, you're not going to get really cut. He ate you know? his broccoli. He ate his chicken. He ate his rice. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just clean, Stamen. clean Stamen. living. You got
2: to get, yeah, you got to get that omega-3.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, we live in a society where Dwayne the Rock Johnson is considered, like, one of the most celebrated humans, and he advertises all of his products as built naturally, never enhanced, doesn't use performance-enhancing drugs, any of that stuff. And if you've ever looked at Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you know that that's not true. Everyone in the industry knows it's not true. Like well, doesn't he have doesn't he have implants like both
2: calves and breast? He, I think he has pec implants. Could be. I could be wrong.
0: I'm I, don't don't quote me on that. I'm
1: not gonna quote you on that.
0: Yeah, he, he might. <laughs> i I you know, whatever. To 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 each their own. Look however you want to look. The the point that I'm trying to get at is we we have this marketing system that's designed on selling products that do not work to people. Like you know branch chain amino acids or things along those lines, while the people who are advertising them, the people who look you know the way that consumers want to look are using anabolic steroids and not allowed to talk about it
1: yeah it's uh it's very weird now that you mention it. I hadn't even thought of that part of it though. oh it's
0: it's ubiquitous, yeah. And it's, it's not just, it's not just steroids. Humans have, humans have this like tendency to think that, uh, that there's something uniquely wrong about like taking drugs, right? Like if you take steroids and you're a young tennis player, who's growing up, you know, outside of a country club and you're trying to cut it and make it in the WTA, like that's somehow less ethical than being raised by a family of intense tennis players who can afford to send you to a school where you play tennis eight hours every day and are trained from age three to 16. That's just good old fashioned hard work, right? The, the point is that there isn't a level playing field and drugs actually help level the playing field. So yeah, pro PEDs, get them into sports, decriminalize them. The Olympics is already rife with them. If you ever listen to any interviews with Olympic weightlifters, they're all just they they laugh constantly about how naive everyone is for thinking that athletes are not doping. And do you course, think
1: every do you think every team would have like their own department of PEDs? Cuz that would be pretty funny. I'm like not to, to hear like the competing cocktails like <laughs> the California stuff versus the Miami. I mean, stuff. that's
0: that's what the Olympics were for forty years. That's literally what it came down to was the Russians had their own cocktails, the Americans had their own cocktails. Whose were better? Yeah, that's who won the, gold medals. The Tour Tour de France, yep. Same thing, but that's not, Rocky, same thing. that's not what
1: Rocky. That's not what Rocky Four told me. Man.
0: Yeah, in Rocky Four, he just lifted a bench and then he lifted a cart. He if also, I could change. If he you also, I could change.
1: He also, he also dragged. Uh, he, like, went mountain climbing, and there was, like, yeah. a, a bag of rocks that he lifted with a rope tied to his yeah,
2: waist. He had to, yeah, he had to go real rustic with he his did, training. He did sit-ups off of an
0: awning. Well, I mean, yep. think, think of the think of the irony of the fact that Sylvester Stallone, who was, like, literally best friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger and other bodybuilders, juiced to the gills, made Rocky four, where you, like, watch Ivan Drago evilly take a steroid. <laughs> because he's he's the enemy of them. It's like there's so much money in marketing the image of a clean athlete that we're just we're beyond the pale. We're past the point of no return. where if we even begin to try to contend with this idea that like, oh, it turns out anabolic steroids are pretty safe. You can use them super responsibly. They're like way better for the people who are taking them than to not take them. It increases their quality of life and in, like there are no downsides. the product's better. They'll say, but it's cheating. Well, not if everyone can do it. Yeah, but it's dangerous. Well, I just told you it's not dangerous. Well, it's cheating, and it, you just get caught in this loop of misinformation because there's too much money invested in selling bullshit to people.
1: It does all kind of come down to that, doesn't it? Everything comes back to trying to sell, sell stuff
0: them. to people. You know, just sell it. Speaking of which, you can go now to patreon.com, three-on-five podcast, and just... <laughs> <laughs> buy our oh, merch shit we have a patreon <laughs> no get get that patreon money
1: <laughs>
0: no I, uh, I we don't have a patreon sorry to say
1: do we do we have any fake advertisements yet we should make some my my favorite one I ever heard was uh, it was a political podcast and it was uh, okay Corbin a, a dating website for leftists <laughs> which is quite amusing. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's not bad. Um, NBA fans, it would just be grinder, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like they already have it.
2: Farmersonly.com.
0: Farmersonly.com. Oh, no, no. I mean, like, it's a fake, it's a fake, not a real website. Jerry, do you remember back in, like, 2008 or sometime around then when we were, like, I was sleeping over at your house and we were watching TV way, way late in the middle of the night and a FarmersOnly.com advertisement came on and we had never seen or heard of this before. It was, like, like... The, uh, it was like the OG Farmers Only commercial. Yep, like, the yeah. first one. And we went online and we made a profile <laughs> and we tried...
1: We, we made the devil. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we tried to start um, dating some farmers.
1: How tall can I make this person? Yeah. <laughs> what is a limit for how tall you can be. You can only be seven foot tall on FarmersOnly.com. What color is my skin? My skin is red. Yeah. <laughs> I have red skin. I am a seven feet tall with red skin.
2: Well, you'll both be pleased to know. As of recently, they they have not updated their theme song. It's still the it's original. The same? I'm pretty sure.
1: Well, wow. has Menards and ever updated their theme song? Yeah, that's a good point. You just gotta. Why?
0: Get- you don't need to. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what I say. Yeah, man, I, uh, I, uh, ironically, I was a farmer at the time, too. I really should have been using FarmersOnly.com. Didn't you know,
2: they should, they should they should be more
0: inclusive. I was You're dating a farmer. To? Oh, man, this is a great story. <laughs> I, I stopped <laughs> dating a farmer. Because you
1: liked basketball too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. It was the NBA finals and she wanted to hang. And I was like, well, there's a finals game and my buddy Jerry and I are watching it in my mom's basement. You want to come over? Oh god. And she did. She sat with Jerry and I for the first half and then she left and I never spoke to her again. Oh. That was it.
1: <clears throat> I was don't think it be. would have
0: worked out. Now. You kidding me? Doesn't want to watch basketball. What's the point? Well, you weren't you clearly weren't a farmer, you know? <laughs> she was more of a <laughs> farmer than I was, to be to be fair. Maybe yeah, she was, she
1: was like legitimately a farmer. Like, what is she, that
0: supposed to mean? I mean like you're only like
1: you know, a farmer incidentally. She was like
0: She chose she like- chose that life, it didn't choose her. Right, yeah. I'm a farmer incidentally. That might yeah. That might be my LinkedIn description. Come the morning. Incidental farmer. Yep. <laughs> incidentally, I'm a farmer. No, it's it's uh Yeah, I loved basketball too much, and I I was willing to sacrifice my farmer's-only relationship for it. And that's the kind of dedication we at 3on5 bring to you every day. So go to (laughs) www.patreon.com forward slash... um,
2: (laughs) you got to establish boundaries early, so you You probably... You
1: know what would be really funny is if there's already, like, a podcast called The 3on5
2: that (laughs) you
0: didn't know about. And our six listeners are donating... (laughs) Big money, big bucks to him. Some, some racist guy probably. Oh gosh, I I don't know why he has to be racist, Jerry. He just has great taste in podcast names. He's well, just confused. He's no, not racist.
1: he he, th- he thinks that we need to go back to like the fundamental game and that shooting's oh, for show-offs.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was better before you could dunk. Yeah. He just loves
2: that white man Bob Cousy three man weave where.
0: All the cows say I'm the best shooter in town, Ma. Man, I, dude, I, I, cannot believe that the legend of Young Larry Bird did not get more episodes than the one that it got.
1: It wasn't a real. It wasn't a Well, real no, but it was.
0: It was on, on Kroll's Show, and he didn't. Yeah. He only did the bit one time. Ah, it's such a classic, such a masterpiece. Yes. Yes. But when you
1: but when you realize that Larry Bird's dad killed himself, the whole thing becomes a little bit less
0: happy. So the Portland Trailblazers are uh, six and four in their last ten games. Uh... <laughs> just
2: segwaying right, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gonna slide <laughs> on past that one. Sorry, no, it's fine. It's it's all good. I you know, I think uh I think there'll never be another Larry Bird. And on that we can all agree, right? It's true. There'll never be another Larry Bird. So, uh I think that I think that we covered pretty much everything we wanted to talk about. Though Phil, didn't you have a, an Oklahoma City pick swap? Yeah, well, I just about? real
2: Real quick, I just wanted to point out that um, the pick that Oklahoma City got in the Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook swap was a they get the best two of three picks amongst the their own pick, the he, Miami Heats pick and the Houston Rockets pick. So right now they would they would land the fifth overall pick from Miami and they would keep their own at 12. But the Rockets are slated to pick 13th right now if the the season ended today. And it's... Yeah, we're only a quarter way through the season, roughly, so things will probably change. But it's just... um, looking like they uh, (laughs) took the right gamble, the, the Thunder, on that one. And you know, we all had them slated to be at the bottom of the West to see them be in this scrappy is not, not all that surprising, but I, you know, it's pretty surprising.
1: Yeah. They're they're actively trying to lose. They have
0: a better record than the Dallas Mavericks,
2: but they still, you know, they still have, they still have guys that are, they still have guys that are pros and, I think they're a small market team that's not really ever going to really intentionally lose. They're not gonna tell their they're not gonna tell their coach to tank games they're just going to tank organically by being by not having enough talent but you know they've got they've got guys there that're solid and their young guys are stepping up and it probably won't last, but it's just interesting to see. I mean, I've never, I don't, I also can't think of a time I've ever seen that where you get the best, the best two of three picks and all three of them are currently in the lottery. I mean, usually you see that, maybe you see that with second round picks. You don't usually see that with firsts. So it's, uh, well, yeah, we'll see, we'll be interested to see where this ends up at season's end,
0: but... I mean, it seems very unlikely that the Heat pick is going to convey to them. I think the Heat are certainly the best of those three teams, and also yeah. they've been missing two very good players for long stretches of the season.
2: Yeah, agreed. So it seems
0: it seems really likely that it's going to be Houston and Oklahoma City keeping their own two picks.
2: Well, I was as I was drooling over the uh, potential eighth pick uh, courtesy of the Dallas Mavericks through the Porzingis trade. I, I noticed this heat pick going to Oklahoma City and thought
0: it was worth at least mentioning. So We should talk about Dallas, come to think of it. Uh, they're terrible. What's going on? They're on a five-game I mean, losing streak right now. Yeah, yeah, they're... A few nights ago, man, actually, this was probably a week ago at this point, they lost to Houston by 25. That's, yeah, and, uh, that's uh, not
2: good. Porzingis has been pretty bad coming back from injury. And uh, Luca's shooting is still questionable. It's just not. It's
0: not a terribly efficient offense. So, but hold on, I was told that they were the greatest offense of all time. They were.
2: Well, Luca's the Luca's the best player of all time. That's too. right. That's so right. That's the other thing. Yeah. He's he's the next Larry. He's
0: the next Larry Bird. Makes sense. Yeah, I I can't think of a problem with that with that take. <laughs> so there. Their
1: offensive rating has dropped six points from last year.
0: Yeah. Uh, their defense is... Uh, their offensive deep. rating has dropped eight points from last year. Uh,
1: right.
0: I. Because they, they were 116 and now they're 108?
1: They're 109.
0: Oh, okay. I might be looking at an out-of-date thing.
1: I'd, either way, I said six and I should have said seven. Uh, so... You know,
0: in any case,
1: uh, down their a lot. De- Their defensive rating is exactly the same as it was last year. So that that trade that Seth Curry for uh, for Richard Jefferson trade, Richard I think that Jefferson. Really, yep, I am just I'm just going <laughs> with it. Just going with it. <laughs> roll with it. Uh, really hurt them
0: a yeah, lot. I think. A lot. I'm 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 glad Didn't it hurt them. Didn't help their defense
1: at all. Didn't yeah. help their defense at all, and looks like it has really, really hurt their offense. Along with like, you know, Luca has not looked quite as good as he did
0: last year. Dude, I'm glad it's hurting them because that every I don't know. I was upset when that trade got made. I thought that was a fleecing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Jarich is. I I understand that Zach Lowe liked him a couple years ago, but. Isn't that the well, only th- good thing that you can say about him?
2: No, I think I, th- I saw that more as they were clearing space for 2021 free agency because Seth is due another couple of years. And I think they were, to me, it seems like because uh, Richardson expires after this season, so. He has a player option, though. Does he? Okay, well. Then that makes it yeah. Then that's that makes no sense. But I, I assumed it was a salary dump to clear space for a, a guy like Giannis or
0: Seth only Oli. makes eight million dollars a year. It's it's absurd.
2: It's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: No, Luke Kennard
2: not... just got twice that, and he's half
0: half maybe, the player, half the shooter. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Not I'm not saying that. Seth Curry is single-handedly, is there like the reason no, no, no. why their offensive rating has dropped seven points just like right there? But I think he, he's absolutely a big part of it. Uh,
2: and yeah. also, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is streaky and shows maybe he's going to show got, up later he's got in the season. Body,
0: he's got a lower body injury after that Nuggets yeah, game too, yeah. right? so uh um, but the, you know they're relying heavily
2: on him and Trey Burke and guys that are just not they're they're they have their moments, but they're not consistent hey
0: hold just, hold your horses there Trey Burke is a golden god hey, i liked i liked trey when he was a Nick, but he's
2: not you know once a Nick always he's a Knick. he's he's, <laughs> he's he's bounced around the
0: re, uh, the league for a reason he's not right. uh I personally not am not going to brook any Trey Burke slander. That guy's amazing. I've never seen anyone play as well as Trey Burke played on his on their NCAA tournament run when they lost in the uh, the finals. That was insane. Trey Burke just was out. yeah.
2: I mean, it made him a lottery pick. Did yeah. he
0: get? He got? He made made in the 14th, I think, it? right with yeah. he, was, Utah. he was
1: selected by the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Oh, did we trade his rights?
1: Yes, for Shabazz Muhammad oh. and Gorgie King.
0: Okay, oh well, all right. It's like we got Gorgie for it. That's pretty good. You know, you know who went one spot he after He was the ninth pick.
1: Ooh. You know who went one spot after that? Uh,
0: yeah, after who, Shabazz? That's Giannis. No, nope. nope. well, after
1: Giannis. That's Giannis. That's not who I went, though. After Trey
0: Burke. Uh, That was MCW draft, right? So, hold uh, on. Trey Burke was the ninth pick? Is that McCollum? McCollum. McCollum went tenth. Oh yeah. man! Yikes! Yikes! Anyway, Trey Burke's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Trey Burke. No, the the Mavs have uh, the Mavs have some problems. They are not good at basketball, and. It turns out that Luca is not capable uh, at age 22. So, you know, for whatever that's worth, he's not yet capable of single handedly carrying a team to playoff relevance. And obviously, like, Chris Stapps is still missing games. So, yeah. I'd also,
2: I think. Th- I think they'll pull it together but the other thing to keep in mind is Chris Steps is a bit of a... I, I think if things if things start to go south there and they're they, they don't make it into the playoffs he's the kind of guy that will start to express his uh his displeasure with the situation Uh-oh. and might Cause problems,
0: Uh-oh. so Chris Dapps was the problem. Take coming in.
2: No, I'm not going to say he was the problem, but he's not afraid to uh, express himself and cause a scene. So because I've, I've seen it before, and he'll. I'm not convinced he won't do it again, even if he's playing with Luca. So. Once a
0: Nick, always a Nick. Yeah,
2: agree. <clears throat> That and again, I'm not. I, I'm not the kind of Nick fan that roots against Chris Stapps. So I, I I liked him. I was upset that we traded him, but he he's he and his brother, who is his agent, are uh, from everything that has been reported, are kind of uh, difficult to deal with. Yeah. So let's just keep an eye on that. If if they really start, if this season falls off for them, I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if he starts making noise.
0: Yeah, I, I I wouldn't either. Uh, How long?
1: It, much longer is he under contract for? Didn't they extend him?
2: They just extended him. I think this is the first year of his extension. So I think he's got four more years after this one.
1: All right, then. Uh, like, I guess I wouldn't be too concerned about it then.
0: So yeah. I had I had Dallas as my three seed in my <clears throat> preseason rankings. You no
1: no Didn't I did. I? I had Dallas. Oh, especially. that's right. Okay,
0: good. I will, Thank I goodness. Will fall, I will fall on the sword for you. Okay, I had him six. That's right. Thank goodness. All right, I was I was about to... I I'm was the dumb about, one here. <laughs> no. Jerry, I, he's baiting you. He knew he, no, he knew I it was did,
1: you. No, uh, no I, 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 when I... When I had him at three, you were like, dude, they traded Seth Curry, and I was like, yeah, but they got Richardson for him, so I'm not too concerned, and it turns <laughs> out I was really, really
0: wrong. <laughs> Uh they're the 13th seed in the west right now. Yeah, they're only 2 spots ahead of the Wolves. Here are here are teams with better records than the Dallas Mavericks so far this season. Sacramento Kings. Kings, Oklahoma City Thunder. Yikes. San Antonio Spurs. Chicago Bulls. New yeah, York wow. Knickerbockers,
1: Whee! the mm-hmm. Charlotte Hornbob
0: Netcats, Cleveland Cavaliers,
1: and the Orlando Magic. Don't forget the Orlando Magic. Or do they have the same record?
0: I think the Magic have a worse they have record. The,
1: they had the same record. No, the Magic have
0: lost uh, They're tied games. with the Raptors
2: as well, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I expected the Raptors to be better than they have been. Like those teams, yeah. I did not expect to be good. Oh, oh right. my gosh. Ooh, thank Bless goodness you. for sneeze buttons.
1: Ooh. The good. magic loss tonight. Get okay. out of
0: him. Anyway, uh not good. My gosh. And they'll improve. They'll be better. I know. I don't wanna I don't wanna be on record with the hot takes here, but here are the top six teams in the West so far. You've got Clippers, Jazz, Lakers, Nuggets, Grizzlies, but they've only played 14 games, so they're a little bit weirder. Suns, Blazers, Warriors, Spurs, Rockets. So if Dallas wants to get into the play-in, they need to have a better record than the Pelicans and the Kings moving forward, and then also they have to pass one of those teams.
1: Well, the Pelicans, it looks like they're trying to trade a lot of their veteran pieces right now. Or at least Redick is on the block.
0: Could be, um, yeah. It's not like Reddick's really helped them, though.
1: No, Reddick hasn't helped them. Uh, but if that's, like, the trend that they're going with, to you know, they, it's clear that they're probably not going to be a competitive team this year. I mean, it's hard to make... This is maybe the argument, the, the year where you could make the argument, even if you are the 14th seed, you're sort of still in it. Yeah. Uh, But, you know... Seems the Pelicans. Like it's the, Pelicans very possible
0: the Pelicans. Dude, they they beat off. the Lakers two nights ago. There's talent yeah. on that team.
1: I mean, absolutely. There's of course there's talent on that team. They have Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, but they are also very bad this year so far this year. Yeah, or at least pretty bad. Uh,
0: I I just and, mean to say, like like it's it's plausible to me that both the Mavericks and the Pelicans start playing better. Sure. Right. Uh, so then you're talking, like, what, Rockets? And you hope that the Rockets and the Spurs fall off? Yeah, that doesn't seem like a great bet.
1: I, I guess uh, it wouldn't shock me if the Rockets fall off a cliff.
0: All right, let's say let's say 20 games from now. So past the midpoint of the season, the Mavericks still are not a top 10 seed in the NBA. In the Western Conference, so they're still technically out of the play-in picture. What do they do?
2: Well, they've they've got cap space coming up because Hardaway Jr. comes off the books, Trey Burke comes off the books. Who do you,
0: who cares about cap space? Who do you sign? Giannis is not coming. I
2: mean, they could go after Drummond. They could get you know. There's. There, will be guys available. I don't think there's a real, there's a guy, a kind of guy that would push them into uh, favorites to win the finals conversation. But yeah, I, I they... think that, I think that part of it plays into what their uh, the moves they made last season was angling to get cap space. Uh, I think Delon Wright—they they shipped him out and took back James Johnson, who's you know Wright. Wright's another guy that they're probably missing a lot right now too. Because I don't—I mean, I don't know what you guys think of James Johnson, but I—I I think I'd rather have Delon. Dude, James
0: Wright. Johnson has been awesome for them. Yeah,
2: he's yeah, a but if it's from a, I, I just from a—I—I just—he's a great locker room guy too. Missed that guard play.
0: Yeah, I think James Johnson these days is technically listed at center because he can't really move anymore. Uh, and he's like six, seven, which is not great. But heck, he's been good. Played really well this year. Shot it a little bit. He's scoring somewhat efficiently in what the minutes that he gets. Would you say he's
1: been playing better than Ricky Rubio?
0: Oof. I, I think we need to not talk... Uh, Timberwolves this week. Oh, I know, I know. That's, All right, All they're four and fourteen. We don't need to. We don't need to deep dive into this team.
2: I know. Look, we could do we the, if this podcast was just Timberwolves talk, I'd be fine with it. I mean, we we can talk about it as much as you guys want. Don't feel like we got to.
1: I only brought it up because I only brought it up because that's who we traded James
0: Johnson for. Yeah, yeah. Well, so okay. Let's talk about the NBA draft this year. Because the Minnesota Timberwolves, during the draft, traded James Johnson for Ricky Rubio. And it made Jerry happier than A clam. I've, I've ever seen you.
1: I I still believe.
0: I think I it was the happiest believe. you've ever been. Walk, walk me through what you were feeling that day.
1: Um, D'Angelo Russell is not... Uh, has a pretty hard ceiling in my mind of what he can do as your primary ball handler. He can't get to the rim really even in the best of circumstances because he's kind of slow and not terribly long. He's a pretty decent three-point shooter uh, that shoots up, that like takes jacks just a ton of mid-range jump shots and floaters. Uh <laughs> and in order to make him more efficient i think he needs to take more threes uh ideally more catch and shoot threes high quality threes uh the best way to do that would be to put him off ball if you also if you put him off ball it also means that you can like have more shooting on the floor right uh he also is bad at defense and but he's pretty big for a point guard right so like i he's got the potential to guard like unenthusiastic wing uh, offensive wing players.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so you get Ricky Rubio, who is, uh, uh a point guard who, you know, I, everybody, we, we all know what Ricky Rubio's flaws are, but the past few seasons, he's shot pretty well on catch and shoot threes. And, if he is like your primary ball handler more or if you give him more primary ball handling duties that means that russell can shoot more threes off the dribble or off the off the catch and you can increase his efficiency that way and also if rubio's shooting uh you know still trends in the bad direction he's still a decent catch and shoot three point shooter that means that when russell does have the ball then he's not then rubio isn't totally worthless off ball so I thought it could be a good pairing in the backcourt. But it turns out that when Russell doesn't have the ball, he just sulks and doesn't want to play.
0: And when and Carl Towns isn't in the game, it doesn't matter anyway. It
1: doesn't matter anyway. Uh, yeah. But also that like the Wolves are unwilling to put the ball in Rubio's hands in that way and empower him to make plays and that kind of thing. They would rather have their guards like attack the rim, but then you also have D'Angelo Russell who doesn't really attack the rim. It's very confusing and bad. So I,
0: so. I do agree that Ryan Saunders has coached this team badly, um, but I don't think Rubio's justified any sort of trust either. He, From the start of the season, I was kind of blown away at how bad Rubio looked. There was that one time on the text chain where he came back in in the fourth corner, and I sent you guys like a or fourth quarter, and I sent you guys like a panicked text. And then of course he got two steals immediately, and we you know came back and tied the game because he was brought in. But like he's looked so unworkable for large swaths of the season so far. His uh, his numbers this year, his age thirty season, in twenty four minutes per game. He's averaging six points, three rebounds, six assists, two turnovers, which is, you know, that's all okay, I guess. It's like like low-impact bench player. The problem is is that his field goal percentage is 34. His three-point percentage is 18. It's just awful. So... Yes,
1: he's definitely played poorly and Rubio is the kind of player that I would be concerned about how he ages since he can't shoot. Like he doesn't he doesn't really use his athleticism to score either. So he's it's not like a Russell Westbrook situation where like I am deeply concerned about how productive Russell Westbrook can be when he is no longer a freak athlete. Uh but in his defense, we haven't put him in, and like, a, we haven't used him in a way that has he's ever been successful. He's not being used in a role that his skills are conducive to.
0: Yeah, none of our players are being used in a role that their skills are conducive to, except for D'Angelo Russell and our and Malik Beasley a little bit. Maybe Malik Beasley's just so anxious; he's just constantly running everywhere that it's like, oh, he's got the ball. Like, yeah. we're not calling plays for him. He just kind of teleports into a play every once in a while and then yeah. shoots, and that works pretty well. But no, I mean, our offense is predicated on D'Angelo Russell standing at the top of the key, dribbling for a while, calling a pick, and then jacking up along too, while Anthony Edwards and Jared Culver stand in the corner and no one guards them because... And so does
1: Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio also yeah. stands in the corner a lot,
0: which... Yeah, Saunders is a disaster, which we knew he would be. No one... I, When he signed his extension, I think everyone in the whole world who knew about it just thought, why? Why on earth would you extend this guy? What does he bring you? I know that he's like friends with the players and that he's in their wedding parties, but oh my God, he, he doesn't know how to coach. Like his biggest claim to fame is that his dad was a coach. Well, Jerry,
2: you had mentioned too that they have some, they have Pablo and another assistant who are Vanderpool, yeah, yeah, who are um, the real coaches, pretty influential. So, uh, do you do you put that on them, and is is Saunders just sort of the the spokesperson and?
1: I do think that Saunders is uh has considerably less power than any other head coach in the NBA. Um and that is also startling to me because I'm pretty sure that I don't know if I wanna say if anymore, but like when he loses his job uh that it's gonna probably go to Vanterpool and that I don't think that's really a good thing. Like, no. he was a highly regarded assistant a couple of years ago. But for me, it's like this has been a pretty alarming. Uh, like, because his whole claim to fame is he's really good at making players that are, like, bad at defense and to be, like, solid. Like,
0: Dam- he's a poor Damian man, Lillard. Steve Clifford.
1: Yeah, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum became, like, Fine, or, or like, not won't kill you. Defenders under Vanterpool, um, and like the idea is, oh yeah, well, if we get Cat to do that, that's great. But like, the defense is twenty seventh in the league right now and hasn't been good the entire time that Vanterpool has been here, which is admittedly not a terribly long time. With, but like, I don't. I'm certainly not confident about. So I, I
0: agree with everything you just said. But the problem is is that Carl Anthony Towns is a generational talent and our best player, and he's not playing because he's had the worst year of anyone. Yep. And uh, it's the problem from my perspective isn't that we're so terrible on offense and defense right now. Because when Towns plays, and if he comes back and plays regularly at 100%, I think we're definitely better in both of those ways. Defensively, we're certainly improved. Offensively, it's not even a question. He's absolutely unbelievable. Yep. And I still think the coaching staff needs to be completely turned over. I think they're horrible. It's it's not it's not the fact that our best players missing time and we're bad that drives me nuts. What drives me nuts is the fact that we seemingly don't know how to run any plays beyond let D'Angelo Russell dribble at the top of the key, get a pick. Don't pass to the corner shooters. That's that's our only offensive strategy for 48 minutes every night. It's astounding the number of sequences in which Anthony Edwards just runs down and stands in the corner like this, and his defender completely ignores him because he knows that Anthony Edwards isn't getting the ball is too damn high. So,
1: so this is the like the thing. Uh, I know that you guys are not active on like, Timberwolves Twitter or blogs at all. Uh, but everybody right now is, like, or not everybody, but a lot of people right now are, like, super psyched to either bench Rubio entirely or trade him for nothing, basically. Sure. Uh, but, like, that isn't going to help us. Nope. I get that Rubio hasn't played well, but... I've seen Rubio play well in the past. I know that he can play well. I watched him last year take a team with similar talents on the perimeter. And, uh, like, Malik Beasley's like a destitute man's Devin Booker, right? Is that is that not too crazy to say? It's like, pretty good shooters on the wing that can create a little bit with a blue ball in their hands. Yeah. I think that's fair. Uh So you got that. You have Carl Anthony Towns. Well, I mean like who I've seen Ricky Rubio be extremely productive with earlier like on worse teams than this talent-wise? I don't know. I just it just feels like really Russell's like the problem. He's a 30 million dollar man that <clears throat> is not good on defense and...
0: Kills your offense.
1: Kills your offense.
0: What did I say at the, in the first episode of the season? I
1: know, I know. Yeah,
0: D'Angelo Russell is bad at basketball and he hurts your team when he plays. And so if you're playing him a lot, you're getting hurt a lot. So, that and... could, so that's the thing, right? Like,
1: if this is just how D'Angelo Russell plays, then yeah, you're absolutely right. But like, is there a, is there a world in which he does things that are more dynamic with the ball than just takes a pick and like shoots a long two or sometimes a three
0: but you need a head coach that can think of that world yeah like ryan saunders earnestly looks confused sometimes when the play doesn't work he just kind of stands there with his mask down below his nose kind of staring at the offense just he doesn't say anything he's just staring he's just confused he's a he's unhappy and he's not sure why the ball didn't go in the basket
1: Yeah, the problem is I don't really know... Like, there aren't a lot of coaches on the market right now.
0: Yeah, no. This is the reason that it's, like, not... We don't have positive things to say for the Timberwolves because there's no future. There isn't a a bulletproof head coach that comes in and helps you. Your best player is hurt and struggling this season. And, you know, there's no... Reason to believe that he's going to be one hundred percent anytime soon. Even if he is, the Western Conference is a bloodbath, and you've only won four of your first eighteen games. So you and you, you
1: and you don't have your pick.
0: And you don't have your pick, so you can't even play in anyway. Who cares about winning basketball games if you lose the pick? Then it's you just get nothing for this lost season, where your superstar player is going to be one year tor- you know closer to leaving your team you're locked into to D'angelo russell for a few years and there isn't the political will to move on past him like I just there's no solution the the wolves are screwed that's it there's nothing more interesting to say it's the worst run organization in professional basketball
1: all professional
0: of these sports? Pro, maybe professional sports i don't I don't want to make that confident of a claim but in basketball it's Like, it's not even close, in my opinion. There are plenty of organizations with terrible ownership and terrible leadership, but the Wolves just take it to a different degree. And you know how I know that they take it to a different degree? Because Jerry and I, in our, like, early 20s, you know, not involved in professional basketball in any way, called that this was going to happen. It was obvious to us that it was coming. And if it's obvious to us, and it's not obvious to them, they're beyond incompetent. Like, this is all playing out exactly as we thought it would. It's the
1: it's the Wiggins contract, man.
0: It's the not trading Wiggins for Jimmy Butler when you had the chance. Yeah. You trade Wiggins for Jimmy Butler, you can max Jimmy, he stays. You get I mean, the current product, if- production of Zach Levine, who is just better than Tyler Hero... You get Towns, and you get Butler. It's insane. It's a great team. Hey, we beat the Cavs. Hey, we beat the Cavs. (laughs) Getting even farther away from keeping our pick. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. Let's stop. Let's stop the madness. Let's end it here. Washington beat Brooklyn. The world's upside down. 147 to 146 oh wild yeah final score 149 146 yo oh uh but it looks like uh looks like harden wasn't playing boy oh boy jeez Russell Westbrook with the vintage Westbrookian performance. 16 of 28, 4 of 7 from 3, 41 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 turnovers. Dominating, dominating anyone who stands before him. Proving to Kevin Durant that he Did... was the true Oklahoma City savior. Did Durant play? Yeah, Durant played. God,
1: he just hates that guy, doesn't he? <laughs> uh yeah. wouldn't you? I yeah, I if would if you're but,
0: Russell Westbrook, wouldn't you hate Kevin Durant?
1: Yeah, I, I would.
0: I'd have a bone to pick. Yeah. Dude, Edwards oh man, I'm sad. I'm oh gosh. It's always the saddest thing when we film the podcast and we can't watch the Wolves game and uh Edwards has a big game.
1: It seems like it happens literally every time. Every time.
0: Yeah. Uh, whatever, I'm happy. I'm anytime Anthony Edwards shoots well, I'm happy.
2: <laughs> That's 23, uh, 5 and 4. Yeah, nine, That is matters. that is the other thing
1: uh, that I would like to uh, like we add to We have Anthony your Edwards. We do have Anthony Edwards and like who knows what that is, but like at least at least we're not Detroit.
0: Yeah. Oof.
2: <laughs> Oof. Hey, they've got Jeremy
0: Grant.
1: The, uh... <laughs> this is just gonna be our thing right like
0: <laughs> i i i'm all for mispronouncing player names that's uh, you, you 100... don't
1: even re- you do it i don't even know if you realize you do it sometimes
0: oh good i'm glad i'm all for it i i don't think i've said mike budenholzer in years i know he's not a player uh, isn't can, it budenhauser yeah, it was, it was mark, mark budenhauser it was yeah, Batum. You, you called him Batum. Well, that's him. his name. Realized what you were doing? No, I, I I understood what I was doing. You He's guys Nick, called him Batum three times. It's Batum. That's his name.
2: Name's Nick Batum. Name's
0: Nick Batum. Nice to meet you. Oh gosh, good job, Wolves. Wolves clamp down in the second half to beat Cavaliers. Yelza. Oh, good. Yeah, so it's
2: just – this is what's weird about – I mean, I know we're closing up the podcast, but, you know, I thought when they traded for Rubio at the draft, I liked that move. But if he's not – if they're not working towards his strengths within the scheme of their – whatever game plan they're running. Then it really doesn't make sense. It just feels like what a a silly token acquisition for them. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, even in the best of like situations, I look. I I get that I am about as biased as a fan, as a person can be, when it comes to like the acquisition of Ricky Rubio. But like, even I understand that that was probably a misuse of resources. (laughs) Wow! But like, I never thought I'd
0: hear you admit that. But like,
1: to misuse your resources in that way, and then not like, and then stick Ricky Rubio in the corner. It's just like, what the fuck are we even doing yeah, here? Well, if point? you're gonna
2: get him, like he's, you can, you can actually use him t- to benefit.
0: Rubio's <laughs> literally seem like they're doing Literally that. only useful when he's got the ball in his hands and he's in the pick and roll. That's the yeah. only time he's useful on offense. He doesn't give you anything else. So to trade for him, and then not to use him that way. Well, and especially the team that probably knows him best, and how best to use him to just I don't know, it's just bizarre. And look, Rubio's played badly, so it, it's fine. You, you don't you don't think that he deserves the ball, but like, then stick someone else out there. He doesn't give you anything. Let Anthony Edwards start playing 33 minutes a game. I don't care. Yeah. Ah, all or
2: right Cul-, Cul Culver's her too,
0: huh? Yeah, but Culver's Alright, I'm so- I'm not gonna slander Jared Culver in front of Jerry. Yeah, whatever, man. Slander
1: Culver. I I've I lost hope months ago.
0: Really? You're done with Culver?
1: I, I don't wanna I don't like that's not totally <laughs> Look, he looked good for a hot minute. Was, <laughs> I felt like I felt so good I was like, Yeah, man, I was pretty high on Culver. And then he's just like the moment one thing goes wrong it's like every all the progress that he had made is immediately gone and it's yeah. like he's shooting he's shooting 40% from the free throw line again this year it's like what the f-
0: yeah he's bad he uh, uh, he is our best point guard still <laughs> which is unfortunate i'm sorry that I, i'm sorry that i brought jared Culver up jerry i didn't mean to no, it's, it's all right. i didn't it's mean all right. to hurt
1: you no it's the wolves i The wolves are perfect training. If you are a human being, you should be a wolves fan because it will teach you that life isn't fair and you don't ever get what you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that's as good a note to end on as any. Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, those of you who made it this far once more, I'd love to shout out Paul Baker. What a guy, what a winner pulling for Paul. Uh, Paul, thank you for being our most loyal listener. We love you. We appreciate you. You're a good man. And, uh, yeah, uh, Jerry, anything else to say to the folks at home? No. Hey, Phil, got any message for uh, those who've stuck around this far?
2: Uh, thank you for sticking around, and I'm going to pray to the
0: basketball gods that the... The Timberwolves keep their pick this year for your guys' sake. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, All right, so uh, that's the three-on-five podcast. Thanks for listening. Life is unfair, and you never get what you want.